0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. We are on the third season. It's incredible. Yoga is actually, the meaning is union. So it's a union of the body, mind, and spirit. It is spirituality. It wow. is. This is the lowest place in creation. This is where God wants to be known. Growth is growth, no matter how little it is. Oh, absolutely. All the shit that I thought I was is falling away, and every day it falls away. I feel better about life, and I'm able to beat me. Yoga doesn't want you to really forget about the emotion. They want you to move with the emotion. I've never thought of to do that, and I'm doing it right now, and my mind is kind of blown. hello everybody my pod family my fellow listeners thank you for being here with me and with another episode of third eye with lorelei if you are listening to this know that it is being recorded and so you can see all the amazing things that i'm going to be talking about today in particular we're going to be talking about an amazing crystal that i just picked up yesterday and i'm so excited to show you guys i also wanted to tell you guys that if my voice sounds a little bit on the raspy side just understand that I live in California and it is like actively on fire all over the place and the smoke is for reals you guys it is like no bueno so maybe it'll be like that thing with that episode of friends with Phoebe where she realizes that you know her voice sounds really sexy when she has a cold <laughs> and she's singing smelly cat and she's like oh my god i need my cold back i need to have this cold all the time so maybe Maybe that's what we're working with today. That's the hope anyway. But anyway, that is that's that is what is happening right now for me. So anyway, I hope that you guys are having an amazing, amazing week. And I'm excited to talk to you guys about Apophyllite today. That is what I found. I was perusing the shop like I usually do every now and again. And I found this beautiful little crystal. So The other thing is I'm not gonna have a second camera today because my second camera is on the fritz. For some reason, the colors look a little wonky and stupid. So I'm using one camera today. So there's not gonna be the uh, back and forth camera situation. So anyway, Apophyllite, here she is, my little Apophyllite baby. So as you can see, it's very similar to like a Herkimer or clear quartz. And of course I had to get the one with the point. Hooray, right? Okay, so I'm going to be reading to you Apophyllite from my crystal Bible by Judy Hall. Okay, so Apophyllite comes in clear, white, green, yellowish, and peach. It's pretty readily available, so it's not going to be super expensive if you go to a crystal shop and pick it up. Um, It's sourced out of Britain, Australia, India, Brazil, the Czech Republic, and Italy. So Apophyllite has a high water content, which makes it very efficient conductor of energy and a carrier of the Akashic record, the esoteric record of all that has occurred and will occur, including past life information. Now, isn't that interesting that I picked up Apophyllite? And if you guys know me, if you've been listening to this podcast for a good amount of time, you know that I work with past lives and I do past life tarot readings and past life regressions. And, uh, Yeah, so I'm not surprised that I was drawn to Apophyllite. (laughs) And neither are you now, right? Its presence in a room enhances the energies as it is a powerful vibration transmitter. Apophyllite creates a conscious connection between the physical and the spiritual realms. During out-of-body journeys, it keeps a strong connection with the physical body, allowing information to be transmitted from the spiritual realm into the physical The spiritual stone enhances clear sight, stimulating intuition and enabling the future to be accessed. It is an excellent stone for scrying. Psychologically, Apophyllite promotes introspection into one's own behavior and the correction of imbalances or flaws that are perceived. It abandons pretense and breaks down reserve. This is a stone of truth, bringing recognition to one's true self and allowing that to be shown to the world. Mentally, apophyllite has a calming effect. It is an effective stress reducer, releasing mental blockages and negative thought patterns. It has the effect of reducing desire. So, um, you know, for that, when I first read that, I was like, who would want to do that? Like, that doesn't sound awesome. But at the same time, if you are one that has addictions, especially to things like drugs or alcohol or food or anything like that, this would be actually be a really good stone for you to have especially if you're working on that healing process. At a spiritual level, Apophyllite imbues universal love into analysis and the decision-making process so that the mind becomes attuned to the spirit. Emotionally, Apophyllite releases suppressed emotions. It overcomes anxiety, worries, and fears. It calms apprehension and allows uncertainty to be tolerated. Spiritually, the stone calms and grounds the spirit It has strong links to the spiritual realm while at the same time allowing you to feel comfortable within your body. It facilitates journeys out of the body and spiritual vision. With its connection to the Akashic Record, it eases journeys into past lives. Uh, So, I'm sorry, I have a little fan blowing on me because it is hot as balls where I live right now. So oftentimes I have little wisps of hair that get into my face and um, it's itchy. So forgive me if I'm like messing with myself constantly so anyway for healing apophyllite is regarded as the stone par excellence to assist reiki healing so if you were a reiki master this would be an excellent stone for you to have in your arsenal it facilitates taking the patient into a deeper state of relaxation and receptiveness and at the same time takes the healer out of the way so that the transmission of healing energy to the patient is purer apophyllite works on the respiratory system and when held to the chest can stop asthma attacks so all my baby asthmatics out there or my loves my (laughs) sorry i sometimes get ahead of myself my asthmatics out there whom i love uh, this would be a really good crystal for you to work with as you are maybe having God, if you are an asthmatic in California, I am so sorry. Maybe pick up some apophyllite in addition to the albuterol or whatever else you're using to help you. (laughs) Anyway, it neutralizes allergies and promotes the regeneration of the mucous membranes and the skin. Placing an apophyllite crystal on each eye rejuvenates the eyes. Apophyllite is especially useful in healing matters of spirit and in helping the spirit to come to terms with being in a physical body. So for appropriate positioning, apophyllite pyramids can be placed on the third eye. When channeling or meditating, when scrying, look into the crystal from the corner of the eye. So there are specific colors and forms for apophyllite. And we're going to be talking about green apophyllite and apophyllite pyramids. So green apophyllite activates the heart chakra, as we understand, right? If we, working with our chakra systems green is for the heart chakra and promotes a forthright heart especially regarding decisions and matters of the heart it absorbs and then transmits universal energy the stone opens the heart chakra and allows absorption of universal energies it helps those undertaking fire walking as it facilitates a meditative state and cools the feet after the walk now that was super freaking random i mean how many firewalkers do you guys know? I know exactly zero firewalkers. If you are a firewalker and by some serendipitous circumstance you are watching or listening to this podcast, um, hello, slide into my DMs and talk to me because that is freaking cool and I want to know more about you. So, anyway, moving on. Oh, and if you are a firewalker, maybe green apophyllite would help you in this practice. So, anyway, it releases hypnotic commands and other control mechanisms from present or past lives. Moving on to apophylite pyramids. <laughs> that word got a- apophylite pyramids. pyramids. So Apophyllite pyramids are powerful energizers. They enhance spiritual vision and open the third eye. Looking through the base of the pyramid towards the apex opens a Stargate. Now that, of course, when I read that, I thought of the movie. So if any of you were born before the year 2000, you're not gonna understand this reference at all. But the movie Stargate, <laughs> I immediately thought about that. I, I freaking love that movie. I don't know if, it, if, you, if you haven't seen that movie, go watch it because it's, it's freaking awesome. So anyway, apparently it opens a Stargate. They have all pyramids. They have powers of preservation and can be used to charge up objects or other crystals. Made into an elixir, Apophyllite pyramids bring light and energy into the heart. Okay, that covers Apophyllite. So got it out of this book if you want to know more about the things, there it is. Okay. So truth time guys. So I totally got 30 minutes into this podcast reading or this episode and realized that my mic wasn't on. So I am like going backwards from the (laughs) beginning because, you know, life happens when you're recording things and you're dealing with equipment and stuff and You know, that's what happened to me today. So (laughs) I uh, had everything bookmarked and all the things ready to go. And, uh, I went through pretty much the entire podcast and realized, oh, my mic isn't on and now that's how we learn right Uh, through our mistakes. So anyway, I'm trying to like go back and find things where they were. So anyway, I'm looking to my, my quote of the week. And if you guys haven't read this book, The Magdalene Manuscript, There we go, The Magdalene Manuscript, The Alchemies of Horus and Sex Magic of Isis by Tom Kenyon and Judy Sion. Please go and read it. It is an incredible book. And I love all of the like amalgamation of like Taoism and Confucianism and the ancient Egyptian uh, philosophies. And oh my God, it is absolutely incredible. So do yourselves a favor and pick that up, especially since it talks all about connection. And I love connection. And that's actually what we're going to be talking about today. I am getting ahead of myself. Anyway, let's talk about the quote from this book. Psychological honesty results in psychological insight. And with insight, there is hope for awareness. And with awareness, there can be change. Okay, so go pick up this book because it's freaking amazing. It's like that quote all over the place in this book. So go get it and read it. Get it on Audible if it's on there. I don't think it is, but whatever. Read the book. It's amazing. Okay. My fan is getting all up in my business. Okay. But it's keeping me cool. So we're good. Anyway, let's talk about the topic of this week. And I tried not to go all over the place as I do a lot of the times, and I love you guys for being here with me, even though I kind of get scattered. Um, this week, I wanted to talk about the illusion of separation, and if you've if you've never really um, studied psychology or or really and you're just starting into this spiritual journey, there is this concept of of, of separation, and. We're gonna talk about that today because I feel like there's a tremendous amount of divisiveness and polarity happening in our world right now. And it's you know, it is prevalent all over the place, you know, and I wanted to talk a lot about about, about that today because there needs to be a closer look into not only ourselves and the polarity which we create within ourselves um, and how we can heal that but we need to also in that process, as we're doing that process within ourselves, we then begin to see more clearly where the polarity is within other people. And um, it's funny, this got brought up because I was talking to my brilliant cousin, whom I love dearly, um, and he was asking me about what I would what I see as the opposition or his question was specifically what do you see being the worst part of the opposition and you know it's funny when i think of opposition i think of um, i think of sports which is sort of random and different for me um not that i don't like i love sports um but that's the first thing that came to mind because you have your team and then the other team that you're playing and i think in this whole topic this is a really good analogy is the concept of sports and how it can, you know, sort of really bring us to where we need to be with this concept. Because in sports, you have two teams that are all trying to achieve the same goal, which is to win the game for their team. But there is also a camaraderie there is an understanding between teammates and between the opposing team. And um, you know, like in baseball, you see, you know, they high-five each other or in, in soccer, they you know, they go up and they say good game. And it's in that connection where you are honoring the opposing team because they played just as good, or you know, maybe not better or worse than you that day. And they either won or they lost against your team. But it is in how you play the game. It is in how you perceive yourself on your team that makes you a either really excellent player or a really terrible player. And it is in that connection with having the person that's playing on the other side and how you play with them and honoring how they are playing and you know even though it may not be as good or maybe better or whatever it is in the connection that you're both playing the same game we're both doing the same thing in order to achieve a common goal and um, it is it is in connecting with that person and that is on the opposing team in which you find a more balanced and a more whole and happy existence. So anyway, back to what he was talking about with what do you see being the worst part of the opposition? And it took me a minute to answer that question. And what I said is the perceived or perhaps separation or the perceived separation from the opposition. And uh, I, I really kind of dropped into A channeling mode on this because I was exhausted after after writing this out to him so I wanted to share it with you guys because I feel like this really speaks to what this is all talking about obviously Um, so in my mind when we are in our highest vibrational state um, especially when we're incarnation so we're in a physical body and when we're in our highest vibrational state we experience love. And in love we are connected with all things in their highest vibrational potential. We do not experience the fear, anger, or opposition of thought or intention. We only experience that which is the highest potential. There is no separation in unconditional love. So when others lean heavily into their lowest vibrational potentials and resist their higher potentials we experience the feeling of separation and through that feeling of separateness we find the potential of our lower vibrational states such as anger frustration despair fear or even hatred the opposition is in the perceived separation of each other with earth with the collective which is all of the consciousness of humankind and beyond with higher self or with source or god or goddess regardless of how one stands in their views and thoughts unless it is in a vibrational state of unconditional love with all things and alchemizing the lower vibrations to that of unconditional love the perception of separation from all things will continue okay so that's that's where what I said and it was exhausting <laughs> but um, that is what I wanted to talk about today and I really wanted to take a um, when I when I was looking up this whole concept of, of the illusion of separation I came across this really brilliant blog article written by this therapist named Carrie and it's on partners in health oh I'm sorry partners in healing psychology psychotherapy forward slash uncategorized forward slash greatest illusions world illusion separation albert einstein so this article i was blown away by it was absolutely beautiful and i'm going to share it with you guys so she starts with a really great quote actually there are quotes throughout this entire thing so no wonder i was in love with it right because i love my quotes so she starts with a quote by albert einstein and it says the greatest illusion in this world is the illusion of separation. So let's talk a little bit more about that. So you know those perceptual illusions where you think you see one thing, but if you look more closely, you can see something else. In one moment, you perceive a goblet, and in another, you see two human profiles. You know those ones that we're talking about? Or to borrow the image of Kintsugi, which is, if you if you don't know what kintsugi is, it's the Japanese art of broken pottery being welded together with gold and making it something more beautiful. Um, in one moment, you see broken ceramics. Look again through different eyes and you see a beautiful gilded bowl. We might all do well to cultivate access to such a perceptual shift when perceiving the present state of the world. We can readily see the divisiveness, but then, As the world first did when Neil Armstrong took a giant leap for humankind, we can marvel at the view of the earth from the moon, seeing a breathtakingly beautiful blue-green floating globe. We can mourn the pain and seemingly endless conflict around us, and then we can remember, remember Helen Keller's words, Although the world is full of suffering, it is also full of the overcoming of it. For as long as there have been examples of divisiveness, there have been instances of the overcoming and healing of it. Mental health professionals are well situated to contribute to the capacity to see both and, instead of either or, to support delving deeply into the richness of living with what are first seen as contradictions. As therapists, they're, as therapists are trained to apply such skills in working with individuals, families, and organizations, we can broaden those applications anywhere and everywhere. Integrating complex and sometimes contradictory truths is a potent healing tool. In fact, An essential step in addressing symptom patterns, including worldwide symptoms of intergenerational and international misunderstanding, is to reduce the shaming and blaming around them. Carl Rogers said, The curious paradox is that when I accept myself just as I am, then I can change. That paradox proves itself over and over again. By way of example, I see... Or, I'm sorry... This this author sees a client called Susan, who is, on the one hand, a thoughtful, successful, professional, and respected community leader, and a wonderful parent, but who, on the other hand, has been plagued by cycles of intense fear, anger, self-doubt, and shame. Susan's seemingly unwelcome symptoms can be confusing for her, and her shame, anxiety, and anger can confound her husband at times. Yet these strengths and vulnerabilities are all a part of Susan. Can't we say the same is true of our world and all our communities, full of strengths and vulnerabilities that can confuse and confound Working with internal family systems therapy and the structural dissociation model as elaborated and promulgated by Janina Fisher, Susan um, was able to steadily, relentlessly seek to cultivate her wise self, who can witness, understand, welcome, and yes, even love, the differing perspectives of each of her parts rather than being completely identified or blended with them from this space of mindful witnessing via prefrontal cortical skills as a wise adult susan can observe her subcortical or habitual primitive self-doubt shame rage and fear she can grieve over their years of necessity and utility based on her early childhood experiences. Through this tender, deep grief, she transforms. Rather than staying mired in the polarized parts, Susan is gradually finding a wiser, calmer stance towards them that helps integrate them. Paradoxically, she is feeling more whole and acting from a more coherent self by acknowledging and respecting the different experiences of her parts. Can we aim to do the same communally, acknowledging grief and help the rampant intergenerational and international misunderstandings by coming to see the current divisiveness as a call to action, action from our own wise selves and from our ultimate interconnectedness. In this moment in history, we are all in need of cultivating access to our wise selves and our ultimate wholeness and connectedness to give up what Einstein calls the illusion of separateness in order to help acknowledge and heal the complex divisions in our world. In the 1960s, family systems therapy brought about a paradigm shift in psychology broadening the traditional scope of our field's tendency to view psychopathology and being housed in an individual to recognizing that the whole family system needed attention and healing. This, the time is ripe to build upon the principles and practices of family systems therapy and internal family systems and structural dissociation parts work akin to Susan's therapy to broaden our perspectives on the sources of, and solutions to the problems in our world on a community and global level. We cannot rid the world of problems by destroying the voices of opposition. And that means in both all directions. Just as we cannot simply eliminate Susan's angry bouts without listening to the pain from which they derive. I do not know the exact paths to solve the problems, but I do know that they will evolve and come from a place of wisdom and compassion rather than from subcortical defenses of blaming or getting rid of a single person or worldview. We have many examples to emulate, for example, the Truth and Reconciliation Movement and many other programs whose missions involve increasing understanding between communities which have held long standing intergenerational hostilities and conflicts. It gives me radical hope to consider the fact that we humans have grown our cerebral cortex over the millennia by facing challenge. Our brain size has tripled over the course of human evolution. Growth in the cerebral cortex accounts for most of that change. Now, let us further evolve our brains, as Tara Brach once said, and learn and act from the truth of love connectedness, practicing the ongoing work of healing by recognizing that our fates are ultimately linked. As the example of the internal healing work with Susan's parts illustrates on an individual basis, Rumi said, the wound is the place where the light enters you. May we partner in finding, creating, and being the light right in the wound an illusion of separateness and brokenness. I count on the truth of Martin Luther King Jr.'s assertion, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. Let us keep being flexible and participating in the bending towards justice. May we be present to the beautiful potential of the human heart and the natural world and communities worldwide to heal and grow as we advocate and participate actively to make that happen each in our own ways. So now you understand why I just had to share this article with you guys because it illustrates beautifully and perfectly this idea behind acting from a place of love of our wise or higher selves, as opposed to this wound space, where instead of allowing the light to shine in, we perseverate in our pain. We perseverate in our fear, in our frustrations and our hostilities. And instead of seeing this opposing viewpoint or this other team member as someone who is the enemy, we perceive them as someone who can give us wisdom and understanding because they too have their own wounds. They have their own traumas just as we do as well. And it is very common for a we as humans incarnation, these have these us spiritual beings being in this human experience to have this operation from our trauma and our wound space because we remember it so clearly. Or we don't remember it, but we're still operating from that wound space or that trauma space. And it is our responsibility and our duty to grow and evolve as spiritual beings, to look at those spaces of wounding and of trauma and to say to ourselves, I still love you even though you are in pain. I still love you even though you're scared. And instead of resisting that part of ourselves you embrace it you acknowledge it you love it and that is very hard to do but it can be done and that is the work and in thus doing that that work within ourselves then we can actually work towards seeing that space of wounding and of of trauma in others and instead of seeing the face value of turbulence in other people When they're acting um, from a space of of anger or frustration or fear, and they're behaving in a way that you find trigger in, you're getting triggered by something that they're saying or doing. Instead of looking at that and allowing your triggers, you know, to be, you're allowing their uh, behavior to gaslight you. Instead, you operate from a space of What happened to you to make you behave this way? What happened that you feel like this is your option today? Because that is what we need to do with ourselves. And so once we start to cultivate this healing perspective, cultivate this narrative within ourselves, that we are able to heal and grow and accept those spaces that are painful and we learn how to acknowledge it and love it, then as we move along and we experience those things creep up, you can acknowledge it and love it instead of shoving it down and resisting it. Because it is in the connection within ourselves, in all of our parts, that we are able to connect with everyone else. And in the illusion of separation, we have to see that it is exactly that an illusion. Um, I like to think of um, when (laughs) and whenever you're a kid did you ever think to yourself you got really angry with your parents for doing something or taking something away from you or whatever and you got punished for some reason or that you got mad at them for making some decision and you decided I'm just gonna run away forget this I'm gonna go and some of you I know I have. I, I did this once, but obviously came. I, I, I decided I was going to go. And so I got down the street and then you start to feel afraid because this is a big world for such a small person. And, you know, you don't know what to expect. You don't have money. You don't have a job. You don't have all those things. And sometimes those responsibilities, as they start to creep in, you start to realize the physical separation and then you start to understand that oh god maybe this wasn't a great life choice but here's the thing here's the thing that you have to realize is no matter how far away you get from your parents they're always going to be your parents they're always going to be those people in your life no matter how angry you get at them there is always going to be that connection and that is the same every other being that is with you in this time whether they're incarnation whether they are you know a spiritual being there is a connection and it is always there no matter how much you are upset about it or angry or find resistance to it it is always there so that was my analogy that i was trying to make (laughs) uh is that separation is truly an illusion. You know, you may feel it. You may feel like there's a separation happening, but in actuality, there is no separation. It is only our perception. It is an illusion. And once we start to break down that veil and see the connection that we have with everybody and begin to learn from these different viewpoints, we learn how to deal with ourselves even better. So let's go back to the sports analogy. Instead of looking at the opposing team and think they're the ones that I have to beat, you notice these players and how they play and what certain ways they play their game and how you can use that in order to make the way you play better. That is how you connect in a more meaningful way that is how you see that person in a whole new light. Because instead of seeing the differences, you're seeing how to make your situation more rich and you see the beauty that they have and how they do things differently and how that is, can how that simply can transform and create a more rich version of yourself and others. Okay, so... That pretty much is what I wanted to talk about with you guys today. Um, Because I feel like with this divisiveness, there is so much more pain. And it's really hard to find bridges with very opposing viewpoints and with very strong sense, like senses of anger and frustration. And really what we're all trying to do is to make the best decisions for ourselves and our lives and our family. But once we begin to see that there is no real separation between us, that we're all very much connected in a really beautiful way, we can begin to look at each other in a way that is going to heal, not only ourselves, but everyone on a whole and so when you find that you're with somebody maybe that triggers you or gaslights you remember that there's always something to learn from that opposing viewpoint or that that stance that's being taken and know that they have their wounds and their trauma and maybe they're not at a point where you are with your healing and maybe it's something that you have to you have to be in a place of love in order to bring them their healing because is it an, it's only in operating from a place of unconditional love where you don't hold any conditions over anybody else to be loving towards them that you will find healing and they too will find healing so that is that is where To talk to you guys is to see the bridge between the opposition and to create a connection instead of visualizing a separation because there really isn't a separation. We honor ourselves by seeing the differences, but we truly connect by learning from our differences and loving ourselves and others and the differences. So I hope that wasn't too cliche. (laughs) But at any rate, if you have any questions for me, if you have any comments, I would love to hear them all. I always respond to my DMs and my emails and my texts. So if there's anything that you want to talk to me about, be sure to send me any of those. Send me a DM, send me an email, send me a text, all the things, and I'd love to talk to you guys so at any rate be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast there's lots more to come this going forward so um that's pretty much it you guys and i love you all so much and i truly look forward to more amazing topics and crystals with you in the next coming weeks and until then love and light to you all If you would like an intuitive tarot reading or a past life tarot reading, be sure to contact me at my website at www.thirdeywithlaurelie.com and third is spelled with a three R-D not T-H-I-R-D or you can contact me on my Instagram account or on my Facebook account can DM me and we can set up some time to get your reading in as soon as possible. In-person reading is accepted at this time. Also, readings over Zoom are accepted. So make sure to contact me and let me know what you need, you guys. Love and light to you all.